0: Hey friends! I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and taking care of yourselves and the people and plants and pets that are important to you. I've been spending a lot of time, when I'm not working at my regular full-time job, with our new family pet, Lola. Uh, Lola is a seven-month-old Black Lab mix, and I am not embarrassed to tell you that I am in love with this dog. I, I had to take her to the vet this past week for a wellness visit, and Lola's doctor was so pleased with her condition and had nothing but positive things to say, which... As a pet owner, it was great to hear because our, our family has been uh, diligent in taking care of her. I, I even brushed Lola's teeth twice last week, which felt ridiculous. And, and by the way, according to our vet, I should be brushing them more. I, I, I guess you're supposed to brush puppy's teeth at least once every day. But, as you can imagine, puppies don't like having their teeth brushed, and I feel like an idiot doing it, so it's not anything I look forward to. I'll tell you a little bit about this new dog of ours, because I have been spending a lot of time with her, and I I love talking about her. Uh, She's a rescue from Texas. She's usually very chill, but she can be quite playful and rambunctious. Uh, She weighs about uh, 30 pounds, which is considered medium-sized for a dog. Uh, She loves to dig. She loves to chew on Everything. Uh, She uh, loves bugs and and frogs. Uh, She has a best friend, our our neighbor's uh, dog, Gretel. Uh, Lola is easily scared by cars and dogs. She doesn't know, so when we encounter these things on a walk, she'll freeze up, and sometimes she'll sit and and she'll she'll shake a little bit. So sometimes I have to pick her up, which is awkward and and kind of embarrassing. Uh, Unlike a lot of dogs I see, Lola hates riding in the car. She's gotten carsick. More than once, uh, she'll she'll drool a lot, which I guess is a sign of a a, a dog is scared. Uh, she does does not like riding in automobiles. So uh, of course my wife knows about Lola's fear of riding in cars. So she asked a friend of hers, a fellow dog owner, what we might do to calm Lola's nerves. And this friend of my wife's suggested this thing called a thunder shirt. And what a thunder shirt is is a vest that swaddles the dog, and its purpose is to make it feel less anxious. So, b- because I love being with this dog and plan on bringing her everywhere I go, I, I immediately went on Amazon and purchased a Thunder shirt for our Lola. It- it- it's due to arrive this week. If I remember to, I'll, I'll let you know how it works out. I- and while we're on the topic of purchasing things online, I'd like to remind you, intelligent and good-looking listeners of this fine podcast, that while there are no ads on People Are the Enemy and there's no Patreon, I am a published author with eight novels currently available for purchase worldwide by Amazon. In both paperback and ebook formats, Uh, my latest book is titled, Where Are You Now, Randy Dow? And it's been available for just over a month now. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find Where Are You Now, Randy Dow? As well as most of my other stories in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. So please, if if you love to read, or you know someone who does, or you just want to help support myself and this fine program, uh, please consider heading over to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com and typing my name. Andy Mascola, into the search bar, and uh, buying a book or two. I sincerely appreciate your consideration. And if you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you so, so much. Uh, And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. The enemy listeners. This is episode 141 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you for checking it out. I'm glad you. I'm glad you are. It's. It's a great episode we have for you. Our 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 guest is the artist and entertainer Ryan Avery. I first became aware of Ryan when I heard an acapella version of a James Kachalka song called "In the Zone" on a WFMU show called Feelings. Now, at first, I thought the song was a, a found recording until an audience started clapping along to the singing, and I realized what I was hearing was a live performance. I was intrigued, and and checked the WFMU DJ's playlist to find the song was by an act called Hi, My Name is Ryan, from an album called I Feel Like Crying. The next day, I I listened to I Feel Like Crying, which is best described as a compilation of live performances of a cappella songs and bits, all performed by Ryan, Many of the songs are funny, some are sad, but all the songs are, are performed with an enthusiasm and sincerity that creates a very compelling listen from beginning to end. And I thought to myself, gee, I'd, I'd really love to talk with Ryan on the podcast. So I reached out, and luckily for me, Ryan agreed to cut out some time to talk with me for this episode of the show. So let's let's not waste any more time and speak to Ryan Avery right now. Hello, Hello Ryan, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hey, thank you so much for for talking with me, Ryan. I really ap- appreciate it. Uh, uh, you're originally from Arizona. Have you lived in Arizona all your life, Ryan? Yeah, I've uh,
1: I've lived in Arizona all my life. I spent some time in Oregon, some time in California, um, but most of the time has been in Arizona.
0: Very good. Do you, you like it there?
1: Um. Yeah. I, there are things that I absolutely adore about Arizona. Um, and some of the things that I absolutely hate about Arizona are things that I still very much appreciate.
0: Uh. I suppose if you live in a place your whole life, that that's kind of the way things work out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, so much of, of your creative work occurs in a live setting. Has has not being able to perform in front of an audience in person this year due to the pandemic been hard for you?
1: Um, it's been depressing, but uh, um, I mean, I'm I just do what I can to make it work. Um, I back in December and January, I was working on booking a two week tour. Um, and obviously, that didn't, uh, a two-week tour in May. And then obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, so by the end of March, I canceled everything. and uh, But I still have that time off from work. So I, um, I did a week-long uh, tour experiment thing on Instagram Live. I called it a digital European tour, um, where every day, me and other acts that i Admire, uh, played just like a 20-minute set, um, but it was during when people in Europe would be uh, normally going to a show. Um, so for people, or the artists that are performing from the U.S., that was between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback. People seem to really enjoy it, but it still does not feel good to perform
0: that way. Sure, of course. Ryan, you've been in countless bands as a musician and as a, a lead singer. You've done shows as a solo monologist about very personal subject matter. Do you remember the first time you got up and performed a, a rehearsed piece in front of an audience consisting of entirely of people that y- you had never met before and weren't family members? <laughs> um, It's
1: funny that you mentioned weren't family members because my family, uh, I should say, I can't say never, but very rarely has ever seen me perform. Really? Yeah. No, my family, um, I don't think my family is as a blanket statement. Family, uh, likes or appreciates what I do. And I, but I also, I get that. And so it's, it's fine. It's just, it's just too Weird. For them, you know. Sure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. The the first time uh, that I performed in front of an audience was with a, a old ska band that I had in high school called the Putties, and uh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was a Terrible show and a pretty terrible band.
0: Did you feel like it was it was terrible immediately after you guys finished up?
1: It felt really good to be done.
0: Mm -hmm. okay Um, uh,
1: but that that feeling of um, writing and rehearsing and performing in front of people felt very
0: good so it was Um, enough enough to 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 make you want to continue to do it over yes very good very good
1: (laughs) yeah that was enough to make me want to continue even though I I knew then and it becomes more apparent over time it was not good
0: Ryan, so, so many of your recordings, at least the ones I've familiarized myself with, were recorded in front of an audience. Have you ever recorded in a studio?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I've actually taken down uh, all of the Hi, My Name is Ryan recordings that have been done in a studio, or even just like not in front of an audience, uh, because they just feel stale and awkward. Um and I realized that it's not—it's just not a good representation of what it's like to see me perform. So I should just record those. And that's what I've been doing uh, since 2015, 2016. I've been recording most of my Hi, My Name is Ryan performances. And then every year or two, I will put out something else the I feel like crying uh, album is actually part two in a, a trilogy that I have planned. Uh, the first one the first release being Hi My Name Is Ryan, Honestly and the second one is I Feel Like Crying and the third one I'll probably release in 2022 uh, just knowing my natural flow of things.
0: Are you are you a fan of trilogies in general? In terms of like films <laughs> or, 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 or literature?
1: I think that it's a good format. I've never done it before,
0: though. <laughs> it's intriguing, like like to me as a writer. Yeah. Like I, I I know a lot of writers. They find they they have success with a with a if they have a character that people like. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, uh, well, you see nothing but uh, um, a series now. Whether it's like the Hunger Games or um, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey or <laughs> uh, <laughs> or uh, shoot, uh, what's the other one? Oh, like Twilight you know and oh, you yeah. know you know twilight <laughs> I love twilight yeah, yeah yeah there you go like yeah, uh, I mean I've
1: never read the books but those movies are incredible
0: Yeah so you you see people have a lot of success with these and I um as personally it, it's 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 intriguing to me and and I've I've uh I've you know I read the 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 uh, Hunger Games uh, trilogy, and I read the first Twilight book, and I read the first Fifty Shades of Grey book. Believe it or not, and uh, <laughs> but uh, and I've i I've been tempted, but I haven't been uh, myself passionate about any one character or or a plot to think like oh I I need to to, to write three you know two more books about this this thing you know, <laughs> but uh, so you doing that is uh, is uh, intriguing to me, and I think to myself oh you know so, you know. There, there, there's something there, and you've been at this a, lo- a lot longer. You've been at your art and your craft a lot longer than I have, and this is the first time you've attempted a trilogy, would you say? Is that right? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, so maybe there's still hope for me. And tri- maybe there's a trilogy in me somewhere. Anyway. I, I don't mean to make this about me, Ryan. I, I wanted to... You've got to
1: find the trilogy in you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, so many of the bands you've been in have uh, required you to be incredibly physical, whether washing uh, as part of uh, Father's Day or, or pounding, hmm. pounding on a sheet of metal or, 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 or smashing electronics. Uh, what's the most serious injury you've ever received while performing?
1: A, probably the most serious injury I've received um, was uh, during a group I was in called 8-Bit Porno um, where I, uh, I was banging on a big piece of sheet metal and um, I sliced open my thumb And since we're already well into our performance, I just kept hitting the sheet metal with my fist, which was now just, like, draining blood, and, um, that blood was just, like, splattering all over my face and my clothes and all over, uh, this person's living room that we were performing in. Oh, dear. And, um, yeah, and, uh, but when we were done, I, I asked if anyone had a Band-Aid and, uh, Someone in the audience shouted, "Holy shit! That was real!" <laughs> and, uh,
0: yeah,
1: I, it, it was pretty
0: gory. Man, oh man! What, like, yeah. Ryan, I, I wanted to talk to you about uh, related records. The label you've run since 2013 is—is is the label—is it all you in terms of uh, designing the shirts and ex- expediting orders? Uh, do you do you have help? Um,
1: my wife helps me out with. Uh, some design stuff, um, and if I ever am releasing something from an artist, uh, who doesn't know anything about mass getting their stuff mastered or, uh, you know needs mastering, then I reach out to my friend John Fuzzy Walls, who's recorded all of the Father's Day stuff since two thousand eight.
0: You know, right? Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead, please. I oh, didn't mean to stop him.
1: Oh, anyway, but other than that, I mean, I do all the mail order myself and um uh l- like layouts for albums and things all the production stuff is stuff that I have to handle
0: do you, do you enjoy all that that work
1: i love it um it took me a long i mean like i always wanted to run a record label i don't know if running a record label is exactly what i want to do i've always wanted to be in a position though where i can help artists that i think are great (laughs) and um but i thought that it was going to be like a much bigger i made it out to be i should say a much bigger deal than it actually is and it wasn't until i was going to uh college i was majoring in uh uh, music industry and um that and it was also I was going to college in 2010. That's when I started, and that's kind of when the music industry like uh, ate itself. Sure. It just, like completely crumbled. and um, and I realized like, oh, this is not a big deal. Like literally anyone can do this and s- literally anyone does do this. and um, in a way, I've been doing this my whole artistic career in different bands whenever we release something independently and it would have helped a lot more if I just had a brand or a label to go along with it. So that's what finally got me started.
0: Very cool. Um, Very cool. Does it, does it take up a lot of your time?
1: Um, I wish it took up more. I wish I had more time to invest in it. Uh, (laughs) but I pretty much just devote, um, one day a week to it. Uh, And then I will sometimes do other things here or there after work throughout the week, but I pretty much just work on label stuff on Sundays
0: and that's it. Very good. Very good. It must be, it must be nice to curate. You know what I mean? You kind of get to, uh, to, you, you, you you get to kind of pick and choose exactly what, uh, what uh, you're going to, your label will represent. That must feel good.
1: Yeah. You know, I started booking shows when I was 14, 15 years old. And um, and it was because I was, like, even at a young age, I'd only been to, like, a couple dozen shows at that point. You know, I'd only been going to concerts for two years at that point. But I realized I don't like the way some of these shows are booked, so I'm going to try doing it myself. And that's essentially how I... (laughs) I run the label. It's like, I don't, I don't like that these bands don't have uh, a a record out. So I'll tell them, if you're ready to record a record, I'll put it out, you know?
0: Very cool. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Ryan, in, in 2008, there was a documentary released about your life up to that point titled, Hi, my name is Ryan. Uh, The film toured festivals all over the world for a couple of years. Uh, A lot of people know you only from this documentary. Uh, Hi, my name is Ryan focused on a a small portion of your life. You were just 19. Now, here we are. it's, It's 12 years later. I have to imagine your life has changed a great deal, and you've changed a great deal as a person. Is it odd now when you encounter people who know you only from the documentary?
1: strange it's it's I mean having a documentary about your life is strange period um but also when you're it only covers such a small portion of your life is is very strange I think about um all the changes that I've made in life and in art and how things have progressed and uh, my views and feelings on so many different things have changed and it's so weird when I meet someone that's like, oh, you're you're from this thing that I saw in school or I saw on the internet and um, it shows a lot about me so they feel like they know me and have an understanding of who I am but it's, it's based on this person that I was when I was 19 years old. I'm going to be 34 in a In like a week,
0: you know. Sure, that's strange. Would you ever consider making a a sequel that would show up your life up to to now?
1: If someone else wanted to do that, uh, yeah. But um, but uh, I'm I have I'm not a a movie or film person. I I would never do
0: that. Maybe maybe we can make a maybe we can make a trilogy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that it would be incredibly narcissistic and if I was like I'm going to make a movie about myself <laughs> um, I'm just I guess I'm I'm lucky that my lifestyle in 2006 which is when the movie was filmed uh, allotted me to have um, time to spend on so many different projects, and that's what interested so many people um, enough that filmmakers from a completely different state were like, "We want to make a film about this person." Yeah. Um, but something that I, I really wish that they would have covered in it is is that very thing that I. The only reason why I was able to have dozens of artistic projects is because I was poor and working 10 to 15 hours a week as a delivery driver. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a, a real partner or any real responsibility. I just had time for art. And that was and that was it um, and i lived in a closet they don't <laughs> talk about that i live. i was renting a closet from someone in downtown phoenix for
0: 200 a month wow <laughs> yeah, i know that i know that the uh, the um, the initial article that that the the doc was based on did mention i that you had a part time job but it, it didn't mention anything about you living in a closet <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was like a storage room.
0: Essentially. Wow. Yeah. Was there a bathroom available? Is what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was in a house um, that I shared with five other artists and DJs.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, and it was <laughs> it was great, um, but. I was also so incredibly poor. I I remember the, um, one of the nights that they, that they filmed me, uh, it was after a a really long concert, uh, that went until like four in the morning and the filmmakers took me out to eat afterwards at, uh, like Denny's and, um, And they said I could get anything that I want and I got a Philly cheesesteak and I I just started crying (gasps) while I was eating it. And they were like, what is wrong? And I was like, I haven't eaten meat in like three months because I can't afford it. And it just hit me that this is like what I'm doing right now. Wow. (laughs) They were just like, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to respond
0: to that but wild yeah man oh man Ryan I I wanted to play the title track from I Feel Like Crying for our listeners is there anything you'd like to say about the song before I play it
1: um just that uh the the lyrics to the song um are very simple and repetitive Uh, and it, like a handful of other songs that I have, it's, it's just like a sort of mantra that I repeated to myself, um, to, you know, help me exist. And, uh, it feels really good when, um, you're able to share that with other people and see, uh,
0: that they connect with that as well. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, Ryan, if you don't mind, I'm going to take you off speaker now, so you'll be able to okay. hear hear uh, me and the song, but uh, we won't be able to hear you, and I'll play the song for our listeners, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So without further ado, this is the title track from the album I Feel Like Crying by Hi, My Name Is Ryan, and you can find this album on Bandcamp at Hi My Name Is himynameisryan.bandcamp.com, and uh, here it is.
2: I feel like crying today relationship or your like friendship <laughs>
0: i feel like crying by hi my name is ryan and our guest is ryan avery ryan thank you so much for letting me play that song that was really special i really love that
1: thank you that makes me so happy to hear
0: yeah it's a it's a great album and listeners i encourage you to to check out all of ryan's music there's going to be links included in the the description of of this program um this has been so much fun. This has been episode 141 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as a dollar ninety-nine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Ryan Avery. We love you. Peace.